0: podcast number 143, and I'm calling it changing my brain versus changing my thoughts. Um, If you'd like to be a supporter of this show, I would love for you to become a patron. Patrons are my favorite. Um, As a perk of being a patron at the $5 a month level, you also get access to a lovely and supportive secret Facebook group full of kindred spirits who are truly just wonderful people supporting one another and it's a joy to be a part of and it's a joy just to watch. Um, okay. So if you would, if you would like to find out more about that, go to patreon.com slash a slob comes clean. That's P A T R E O com slash a slob comes clean. Okay. Um, I also wanted to answer really quickly. I'm also the author of how to manage your home without losing your mind, which, um, will guide you through the process of getting your house to the point where you feel like, okay, I can do this instead of, oh my goodness. Um, but, uh, that is also available as an audiobook and I've had several of you ask me about my next book coming out, which is available for pre-order, but I haven't done a big push yet um, because I want to announce the pre-order bonuses when I do that. Um but if if you are looking at that, I've had several people uh email or ask me somewhat in a panic about it um not showing as an audiobook yet. I have been assured by the publisher that it will be in audiobook form as well. Um but for some reason whatever there's all these things I don't even know about but I believe they will not release that for pre-order until 90 days out and that comes out end of February of 2018 which is next year which sounds crazy. Cuz you know we're getting close to the year 2020. Like who even thought that year was really going to happen? Okay. Okay. So I'm talking about changing my brain versus changing my thoughts. Um, I, when I started the blog eight years ago in 2009, in total desperation and, oh my goodness, I have got to get this thing figured out. I would often say the phrase, I'm changing my brain, trying to change my brain, change the way my brain works. Um, And there is definitely something to that. Okay. And let me just be really clear, do my little disclaimer that um, I am not a psychologist and I am sure that there are ways to change your brain. Okay. But I'm just me and I'm just talking about my own experience in my home and how I look at things. So there very well may be ways to actually change your brain, but I'm going to go with the perspective that I have come to a point where I've one way I look at it today, which tomorrow I might look at it a different way, but one of the ways I look at it is I am not, my goal is not to change my brain anymore. I thought it was in the beginning. I've got to change my brain, but instead changing my thoughts, which kind of sounds like it could be the same thing, but I it helps me to look at it as different. Okay. When I thought I was going to change my brain, I thought I am going to someday be like those people who just naturally head to the sink after dinner and naturally encourage their entire family to pick up everything and help with the cleanup after dinner, I'm going to someday, my goal is to naturally be that person. I'm going to change my brain. And what I meant by that was it never occurs to me naturally. And back then it never occurred to me. I mean, like once every 90 days, maybe, I would be like, Oh, my goodness, we need to get things cleaned up right after supper. But the other 89 days, I would be like, Okay, guys, we're done with supper, you know, like, you have to announce that. But anyway, um, you know, supper's over, and we just go on about our lives. And it never even occurs to me, you know, to do anything about it. So I wanted to be the person that didn't have to consciously think about these things. Part of my actual progress that I have made has been accepting my brain, accepting the fact that this is part of how my brain works. This struggle is directly related to how my brain naturally works, which works very well for me in other areas of life. As far as creativity, you put me on a creative project, I am ridiculously organized and <laughs> like to the point where some people are a little bit scared of me um but you know you put me on a play that i'm directing oh it's going to be organized okay but you put me on um the day to day cleaning up of the kitchen and it's like i've constantly got to rethink it and go oh that's right after supper we need to do this oh that's right i need to watch run my dishwasher um and so it, it's that I wanted to turn into a different person is what I thought my goal was. I maybe wouldn't have said it that way. But when I was saying change my brain, that's ultimately what I wanted. I wanted to be like those other people. But a big part of realizing of making progress was realizing I I like my brain. I like who I am. I like my creative side, my project brain, all of that kind of stuff. That is the part of me that makes me feel like me. And so I don't want to change that. But I do want to have a house that's under control. And so that was a big moment for me to go, Oh, my creativity is related to my slob side. And it's how my brain works. And that means I don't have to feel like a failure when traditional organizing organizing advice doesn't work for me. I instead... Just need to find out what does work for my unique personality and my unique brain. Okay. So I look at that as changing my thoughts. Okay. A big part of that has just been understanding, understanding the reality of things like dishes math, understanding that I have a project brain and that that thing that makes me good at projects is also what makes cleaning my house difficult, in that I wanted to be able to devote you know, 48 hours to getting my house clean top to bottom, and then be able to stand back and look at it and enjoy the what I had done for the next, you know, month until I had another 48 hours. That doesn't work. That does not work at all. And when I say it out loud, I'm like, well, of course it doesn't work. But that's how I acted. That's what I did in my life was, you know, act like that was somehow going to start working at some point in my life, you know? And so understanding was the big part of that understanding dishes math, understanding that, um, dishes don't take five hours the way that I thought they did. They just took five hours for me because I let them pile up until we had not a single other dish, which meant that I had to do all this maneuvering to even get through washing the dishes. But if I do them every day, so that they all fit in the dishwasher at the end of the day, or if I do them every day, um, so that, you know, we're only doing truly one day's worth of dishes, even if I have to hand wash, then it's not that big of a deal. Okay, then it only takes me 15 minutes. But if I wait two days, all of a sudden, it's taking me an hour. And then if I wait three days, now I'm back to the five hours. So and I could be exaggerating on the five hours, but y'all know what I mean. If you know and understand my brain issues. Um, so the first step for me was just understanding how it worked, which I only learned through actually doing it. So just going ahead and trying it. And by trying it, I saw and experienced and went, Oh, that's how that works. And then understanding it has helped me change my thoughts, meaning it helps me Combat my natural inclination to go, yeah, this isn't worth my time. Those few dishes aren't worth my time. Wait, I know for a fact, I have understanding that that's not true. And so then I often have to talk myself into it, but I will go ahead and do what has to be done. Okay. Um, but along with that, (laughs) um, Uh, did you guys ever see, I think it's flowers for Algernon. I don't think I've seen the movie, but, and if I am completely naming a different play, I am very sorry, but maybe somebody will recognize it. But flowers for Algernon is, um, I think it's a short story and it's a play and I believe there's a movie. Um, but I saw the play once and it's really very, it, it's hard because what it is, is it takes, um, it, and this is my, I saw this play 20 years ago recollection. Okay. But I just remember being, it was really something that made me think a lot and it was, um, someone with a, a, a very low IQ or something or whatever. And then, um, a scientist comes in and, trains them or does something or gives them medicine, I don't remember, like I said, basically, they change. And so this deficit that once they believed was there, um, you know, if only I didn't have this deficit, things would be better. When that deficit was removed. And they now had the thing that they always thought they wanted life was miserable. And because they weren't themselves anymore. And it was a really interesting picture, if I'm remembering it correctly, it was a really interesting picture of how often that thing we think we want, if that was actually the case, like the reality case, not just I want to have everything I like and that too. But instead, if I had that thing, it would usually mean giving up other things that I really do like and the things that they go along with that go along with that. I feel like I'm being super confusing. But what I'm saying is, if I no longer had my project brain, I would not feel like me which ultimately means if I no longer had this struggle, I would not be me. And I like being me. Okay. So it's part of that self acceptance of realizing this is part of who I am. I'm going to do whatever it takes to change my home and to change how we function but i still want to maintain me now if i sound a little down today let me just tell you what's made me start thinking about the, all this stuff it's been a rough fall y'all um i can't even believe that it's october 20th but i say that and i go yeah i say that kind of stuff too much i can't believe it's already this date i can't you know i have Time passage awareness disorder. Okay. So this stuff happens to me. And I do go, Dana, stop saying that stuff, because come on. But but it has. You know, um, I <laughs> my um uh, I, I spoke at a, a women's group yesterday. Had a great time. Loved it. It was their their luncheon, their fundraiser luncheon. Um, and it was super fun. And uh my best friend came and she, you know, helped at my book table and um And it just kind of made me think she had gone with me to San Antonio like the second and third of August, or maybe it was the third and fourth of August. And she worked my book table there too. And so it was kind of like, oh, here we are doing this again. And it just kind of made me go, it has been a crazy couple of months for my family some of that has been completely out of our control. You know, the day that she and I got back from San Antonio was the day that my father-in-law moved into the assisted living place, spent one miserable night there. And the next day went into the hospital with pneumonia and then passed away, um, two weeks later. And then everything that has had, you know, it's been a month and a half since then, or it's been, oh, it's been two months since he passed away. I feel like I haven't had a chance to stop since then. And I'm not saying this to complain. A lot of this is my own doing, you know, it's some things that I had scheduled before I knew August was going to be banana pants. You know, I mean, I had is banana pants. I usually say crazy pants anyway, but before I knew that August was going to be bananas, I had scheduled quite a few things for September. And, you know, the speaking engagement that I had on, um, yesterday, I think it was last week I had thought, Oh, that's right. I needed to respond to her email about, I don't remember what it was, such and such information that she needed. I went and looked at my email. Okay. So this is what October 10th or something. And I went and looked at my email from her, and looked at the date, and it was dated September 2nd. This information that she needed from me, she'd asked for over a month ago, and I had not responded. And let's just, let me just be clear. Those are the things that I'm usually organized on. I mean, I'm organized on my speaking engagement kind of stuff, but I had, I've left some people hanging on things over the last, month or so because it was crazy pants. I mean it's just going 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 and never having time to just decompress for from August um has resulted in even the areas where I'm normally organized falling apart. And seeing that in my house, my last several laundry days have lasted all week and have required multiple um, you know, using of I just tested this product out, Enviro Cleanse Laundry Enhancer. It's like a smell, whatever, like takes away smell and stuff. Well, you know, I've kind of needed it because um I I've had several loads that are like, oh yeah, that's right. I never finished that load. And it sat in the washer. And that's something that Laundry Day generally prevents for me. But I'm on a different level of stress at this point. And I've even my regular things that I have figured out and that I have put into place are that much harder for me. Does that make sense? And then I've really been struggling with the kitchen. I do almost always run the dishwasher every single day but I'm not at my ideal optimum time for running it, which puts things all out of whack as I've talked about so many times. Um, and I have to talk to myself and convince myself cause I look at it and I just go, Oh, surely not. Surely I don't have to do that. I've got so many other things on my mind that that just seems like this big, crazy, whatever. And I guess my point is, this is part of how my brain works. When stress happens, and overwhelm in other areas happen, it just immediately goes toward my home. And my natural tendency being, oh, well, my home can wait. Okay. But having those systems in place, means that even though seven nights out of seven, I'm going, oh, do I really have to do this? Five nights out of seven, I go ahead and do it anyway, even though I don't want to. Now those two nights, yeah, they mess things up. They send things into a jumble, into a tumble, into a really, again, but it's so much I don't want to say better because, um, (laughs) but I want to say less awful. It's so much less awful because of the fact that I have an understanding and I have changed my thoughts. I get it now, but I haven't changed my brain in that. Oh, well, I can't go. I mean, I can still sleep fine with dirty dishes in the sink. Yeah. Does not bother me. I does not wake me up in the middle of the night to have dirty dishes in the sink. Okay. It's just, it just doesn't, I wish it did. That would be changing my brain, but changing my thoughts is the, okay, I understand now that this is what has to be done to keep things from being crazy, which greatly increases, but unfortunately does not guarantee that I'm going to actually do what needs to be done. Does that make sense? Okay. And I guess that's that part of realizing this will always be a struggle. When life gets crazy, I'm going to struggle in these areas. But you know, we did a five minute pickup last night and it had been a while since I had even thought about that, but the house looks a whole lot better. I mean, just that five minute pickup of my three kids who they're not happy about doing it, but they know we do it. And they know it's only going to be five minutes. And, you know, one of them's eating a bowl of cereal at eight o'clock at night and is like, I can't start my five minutes now because I don't want my cereal to get soggy. And the other one's going, well, we want to get it over with. And so then they set up this whole system where two of them were working for these five minutes. And then then other one started a different timer at two minutes in when he was done with this cereal. And, you know, I mean, we have systems in place that make me even in the midst of craziness go, Oh, so much better. Okay. Okay. And that makes all the difference in the world to have changed my thoughts and changed my understanding. You know, I hear about a lot of different things, you know, where people will say, calm surroundings equals a calm mind calm surroundings equals a calm mind or whatever. And I'm like, that is true. However, a non calm mind equals non calm surroundings for me. When things are going crazy, that's when my surroundings get worse. Okay. Now, the other thing that I've done, that means that even when things are crazy. Um, and I, I think I'm going to, if I don't y'all remind me and I'll, I'll try to do it, but here, I'm going to go ahead and take the picture right now so that I don't forget. I'm sitting in my living room and I'm going to take a picture of what it looks like right now. This is my, while I'm recording this podcast picture, let me see how this looks. And Okay, so that you guys can see what I'm talking about. And if you've read the blog from the beginning, you'll know this is not that bad considering what things used to be like. Okay, this is my definition of, oh, wow, you know, and it includes um, lighting for a Facebook live video I did recently. Anyway, um, that's still sitting in there. But that right there As things get crazy, because they're going to get crazy, because that's the kind of personality I have, having changed my thoughts greatly increases the likelihood that I will keep going with my habits like laundry. I've had laundry day, even though I've done it imperfectly. The fact that I have had it means that we are literally. A thousand times better off. I know I'm exaggerating, I'm sure, but we're a thousand times better off than we were back when before I had these routines um, when life would get crazy because then we'd be stuck with no clothes to wear. Whereas it is, yes, I got the vast majority of clothes done, but a couple things, you know, so everybody's had clothes, everybody's had shorts to wear to school, everybody's had, you know, uniform clothes that were clean and clean underwear and clean socks and all that kind of stuff. We've had what we needed, even though it's not been perfect. We have had we have not had to go out and buy paper plates. We've had clean dishes. Every day I have not had to hand wash stuff for us to be able to eat dinner. Because even though I am so far from perfect, I am still going with the habits that I know because of my thoughts and my understanding are important. But so that increases the chances. But there's another thing I've done that has guaranteed I'm better off than I was back before I started this deslobification process. That is decluttering. Decluttering actually guarantees that I'm going to be better off. How? Well, I don't have as many plates. So we run out of plates a lot sooner, which forces me to do the dishes. I don't have an endless supply of skillets and saucepans like I used to. I used to have multiple cabinets full of skillets and saucepans. I don't have them anymore because the habits that I focused on when that was my focus and I didn't have a bunch of other projects going on that helped me understand the importance of that and then helped me actually, which helped me continually do that, allowed me to declutter to the point where we only have the I guess technically three skillets. I've got one that's really big for like one pot meals. I've got my cast iron skillet, which I use pretty regularly. And then I have one skillet that my husband makes his eggs in and that's it. And so I can't go very long without doing the dishes. I have to do them because I don't have as much stuff because I've decluttered, but also just getting rid of a lot of things that we maybe use here and there, but just don't actually need. All that decluttering means that even when every single thing in my house is out of place, it still doesn't get as out of control because there's just not as much stuff. And so that in and of itself means that when life gets crazy, it gets less out of control. And the decluttering is beautiful to me because it is a guarantee. Like there is officially scientifically less stuff in this house than there was mathematically less stuff in this house, way less stuff than there used to be. So mathematically, my house cannot get as out of control as it used to be able to get in these times of extreme stress. Okay. Also, I have really been talking to myself a lot lately, which I do anyway. So, um, which makes me able to do a podcast every week where I'm basically talking to myself (laughs) anyway. Um, as I talk to myself, I completely forgot what I was just going to say. That is how amazing this was. Okay. Let me think if I see if I think of it a little bit later. Um, Oh, I know what it was. Rest. Okay. I talked about this with, um, the project and allowing rest, having a plan, being able to do things allows me to rest. Um, one of the things I'm really working on right now is just accepting the reality that when I go, 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 I need to stop, stop, stop after. Like I need to take a break. Um, my mother, because she's one of those people who, um, is just amazing at paying attention to patterns and how things go. Um, she would always say, and one of those things I never necessarily put together, but she would say, you always get sick after a big project. So like when I would be in a play and I would throw myself into it a thousand percent, go, 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 get to that finish line. Yay. The finish line is over. And then I would be sick the next week. And, um, she was right. You know, because she pointed out that consistent pattern, I started to notice that when I, um, when I moved back to the U S after being in Thailand for two years, um, there was a stress test that they made us take before they call it re entry because it is a legitimately difficult thing to move back to the US. Like you would think, and maybe this goes along with some of that other stuff we were talking about, but you would think that, you know, if you live overseas, which I'm sure 20 years later, it's, you know, there's a lot of things available that weren't available when I was there. But, you know, moving back to the US where you have all the choices in the world at the grocery store and, all these things that you just didn't have and you learn to live with out there and that you sometimes regretted. Oh, there's only one kind of cheese and it's only in one store that's, you know, 30 minutes away or whatever, you know, lamenting that. Well, then coming back to the U.S., there's this huge amount of overwhelm that can happen. Okay. Um, and hold on just a second. So we took this test um because they were trying to prepare us just for the realities of that. Because, you know, there have been people who've had some pretty severe, you know, some pretty severe stories of their reaction to just how overwhelmed they were. So they would try to work with us and, and get us prepared for that. And I remember taking this test where we had to mark off you know, different life events or whatever that were happening. And of course, I was getting married 20 days after I got back. So here I was going through this list and checking things out, um, you know, checking things off. And then they had us add up the point values or something. I don't remember. I just know that by the time there were three columns. And by the time I got to the bottom of the first column, adding things up, I was already at the maximum stress level that was part of this test that we were taking. And the you know prediction for that stress level was that you're going to have a major illness within the next six months. And I came back, I got married, we went on our honeymoon, everything was great. School starts, I start a new job teaching having just moved having just got married. And first week of school, I've got mono, mono, you know, had mono and which I will take that as a major health concern over what other major health concerns many people face. Um but but it was like oh that test knew what it was talking about. Stress is a thing. So now I look at this and I go, stress is real and it affects me. And so I try to schedule in that rest but it's so against my personality. Cause I want to just keep, keep, keep pushing myself, pushing myself on the next thing that I have. Cause there's a lot of stuff with the book launch coming up that there is to do, but I'm like, no, I have to rest to prevent getting sick in the future. But now part of that rest is doing the dishes. Not that doing the dishes feels restful to me, but understanding that if I will go ahead and run the dishwasher tonight, I'm not going to get into a situation where the dishes are a huge, daunting, overwhelming process for me, helps me go ahead and say, I'm just going to go ahead and do them minimal, bare minimum, you know, least minimal viable minimum viable product or whatever. I'm just going to run the dishwasher. Even if I don't wash all the extra things, I'm just going to do that because I have an understanding of how much of a difference that that makes. Okay. And in allowing me to be able to rest and not be dreading what I know is coming as a result of that rest. Does that make sense? Okay. Um, I'm going to stop there. I hope I've made any sense at all. And I am very sorry if it looks like if it sounded like I've been whining and complaining. (laughs) Because I'm not because I love the things I've been doing. And I think that's part of why I'm so exhausted is because the things I get to do are adrenaline inducing. I love speaking. But who it's tough after that. And I think I feel extra sorry for myself because my final book edits came in. um, Which means that, um, you know, this is it. Like if I don't change it now, it's going in the book and I can't really, really change much because it's like already formatted and everything. So any changes are like basically just proofreading type things, but um, that's stressing me out. That's my job for today. Um, but I wanted to get this podcast out for you guys because that's priority for me. Um, because I like y'all. Anyway, uh, but you know that so in the midst of who I need to rest today. Oh, yeah, there's no resting today. You have a new huge, daunting, overwhelming deadline that you've got to work on today through next Wednesday, you know, so it's, it's that things never end and feeling like that. But at the same time, I started my dishwasher this morning. Why? Because there was still a dish full of sink, a dish full of sinks, I had a dish full of sinks. I had a sink full of dishes after the five minute pickup yesterday when everybody brought me dishes from throughout the house, which I used to say, and they're all mine, but they're not anymore. I have teenagers anyway, but they brought me all these things and the dishwasher had already started and been full. Um, and so I had to, you know, I emptied it this morning and refilled it. Cause I was like, if I can get that emptied and get it refilled, then I'm not going to have a huge amount of dishes piling up to become a huge and daunting, overwhelming project that I really don't have time or energy for this weekend. Um, so that, that's where, that's where I am. And I do apologize if I sound down because I'm really not, I'm just, I okay, let's keep going. Let's do this. And then maybe after that, I'll be able to rest, but then something else will come up. So I know you guys all understand. And I know you, a lot of you have, you know, real problems compared to um, all of this, but that's just how it has helped me to just go. I'm not worried about changing my brain because that feels ambiguous and out of my power and something I will consistently be disappointed hasn't happened yet. Um, And instead just go, it's okay to just say, I'm going to change my thoughts instead. Okay. I'm going to stop there. Um, If you're still listening and you're listening to this in real time, please be paying attention on the site because if you missed the ultimate homemaking bundle last, I believe it was April, um, there is a two day flash sale. Okay. Meaning two days where you can get it and then it's gone forever as far as I know. Okay. I never like purposely tell y'all wrong information, but anyway, and they never guarantee there's going to be a flash sale or whatever, but there is a two day flash sale of that ultimate homemaking bundle. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just stay tuned on a or go to a slash newsletter and um, sign up for my newsletter. So you don't miss time sensitive information like that. Okay. I will talk to you guys later. Have a great week. Bye.